0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Sci-fi fans are often divided into two sides. Star Trek fans are generally more thoughtful and hopeful. Star Wars fans more action-adventure. Today's topic is definitely aimed at the Trek contingent. I'm Ryan Myers and this is your Sci-Fi 5. Five minutes of science fiction history for July 12th. And today, we are taking a look at the 1985 Joe Dante film, Explorers. This was River Phoenix's first big screen role, and Ethan Hawke's first time in front of a camera. Hawke's character, Ben, is the optimist. He's not a nerd, but he's a huge sci-fi fan because he's so hopeful for the future. He firmly believes in alien life, and dreams of meeting it one day. Phoenix's character, Wolfgang, is a child genius and the pessimist of the group. Totally devoted to the scientific method, Wolfgang refuses to let himself be carried away by flights of fancy. Their third friend, Darren, played by Jason Presson, is the realist. His home life limits him to dealing with what's immediately in front of him. Ben dreams of a circuit board, which he draws and takes to Wolfgang, who builds it. When plugged into his Apple IIc, it forms an impenetrable sphere which can plow through anything. They quickly discover that they can make it big enough to sit in, and they modify an old tilt world with bottled air and lights. They barely set out before the Sphere goes nuts, ignoring their commands and heading for space. They manage to trick it into taking them back home. Ben immediately begins making plans to bring more oxygen next time, so they can actually go where the Sphere wants to go. Wolfgang refuses, claiming they need years of tests to find out what's going on, and Darren just says he wants to live. But they do begin to repair their damaged ship and gather supplies. An accident during construction nearly costs them their oxygen. Wolfgang looks at the valve and says, it's okay, we can still go. Ben responds, finally, you feel it too. To which Wolfgang admits that he gets it, and they're being called. Even Darren recognizes it. They make it to space, but you'll have to watch Explorers to find out what happens next as it becomes a different movie. Dante packed a ridiculous number of sci-fi references into this movie. There are dozens of books and dozens more video clips from early sci-fi movies. Ben isn't the only fan. There are even clips of the Frank film, the 1974 short film Oscar winner, adding to the chaos on screen. And in front of that chaos is none other than Star Trek's emergency medical hologram, Robert Picardo, in one of his most unexpected roles ever. Picardo does the heavy lifting in this film with three separate roles. The details hidden in this film are extensive. It has one of the longest trivia sections on IMDb you'll ever find. For instance, the vector graphics Wolfgang uses to track the sphere on his Apple IIc were actually done on a $35,000 state-of-the-art silicon graphics computer hidden in a wooden box on set. Dante took several opportunities in this movie to pay homage to another childhood love, Looney Tunes. The boys attend Charles Jones Jr. High. Chuck Jones was the main animator behind most of the Looney Tunes characters. You will also hear Looney Tunes' sound effects at a few different points in the movie, and at the end, the sphere shuts off while they're still in the air, but they don't begin to drop until they realize they have no support, much like Wile E. Coyote. And no discussion of explorers would be complete without mentioning Jerry Goldsmith's soundtrack. This work is so uplifting and well-designed, it almost qualifies as another character in the movie— it also has a few contributions from fellow Star Trek alumnus, Alexander Courage. The lesson of aliens watching our early RF transmissions and learning from there how we treat aliens is poignant in the midst of one of the funniest acts ever filmed. How both ridiculous and deadly we must appear to aliens watching us from afar. What are the odds aliens would look beyond the images we broadcast to space to see if there was more to our culture? Would they want to take a chance that those images are wrong or incomplete? What kind of safeguards would they employ to get to meet us face-to-face to to learn the whole story? These are heavy questions from a light, family-friendly movie. How many of us would give anything to hear from them? This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for July 12th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast.